This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. I am Glenn the Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I am Joseph Berto from White City, Oregon. You are listening to a special Horse Husbands Only edition of Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for January 25th, episode 1860, brought to you today by the Equity Manufacturing, home of the Shaken Fork and Flexen Fork. I am a manly man who lives a manly life in my manly house with my manly wife. And now, from the Man Cave at the Horse Radio Network, the monthly Horse Husbands episode starring Timothy Harfield of Horsehubby.com and America's Horse Husband, Glenn the Geek. This one is for you guys. No horse women allowed. Well, everybody, we are back. That's right. The Horse Husbands episode has returned in 2018. Joseph is back. Hi, Joseph. Hey, hello, Glenn. How are you this morning? Good. Thank you so much for joining me again. Now, let's set down the rules here, as we have to do, because apparently the ladies tend to forget them from one month to the next. Yeah, they're not listening to us telling them not to listen, are they? No, no, (laughs) I'm sure they're not. But uh, this is a guy-only territory. This is a guy-only show. There are no ladies allowed, and that includes listeners. So if you're a lady, or you look like a lady, or you have anything to do with a lady, you have to just (laughs) hang up now, go to a different episode. We have, what, 1,800 episodes of this show that you can go back and listen to. Go back and listen to one of those, because the guys are here right now. Yeah, alternately, you could go back two months and not listen to the two-month-ago one, too. Yes, that's right. <laughs> or the or the year ago one. <laughs> right, right. So tonight, uh, tonight, us horse husbands are going to be doing some whining. Uh, we we are good at that. That's number one. But number two is, and this was your idea. So tell everybody what your idea was. To steal well, your thunder. part of the yeah, when, when you when you become a horse husband, um, there's there's certain things that you only realize as time goes on, and. And when you're associated around horses, there's always the potential for injury. But there's there's something special about a horse husband because if you're say the significant other of a um, say a race car driver, you don't expect to be injured while he's at work. Or I don't know a basketball player or significant others in the fan in the stands, you might get hit by a basketball. But when you're the significant other, the horse husband of, of somebody that owns horses, it's a whole different ball game. And there's a certain period that goes by, I'm going to say it takes a couple of years before you start to acquire that sixth sense to sort of keep you out of the way of danger. That's true. Um, and even after that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it can go on for years and years. years like and, 30. And, um, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. When I, when I was first married, one of the things that happened to me an awful lot was having hooves somehow manage to find their way to my toes. Yes. And there was a period of time where I think that I had three broken toes on one foot. And I, I said to my wife, I don't, I don't know how you can be around these horses because every time, you know, they kick at a flyer or whatever, 
I wind up with a broken toe and she says, well, after a while, you're, you're just going to get a sixth sense where you're in that spot. And, and that's absolutely true. In, in a, after a period of time, you just know, and then down comes the hoof and you go, boy, I'm glad that missed. <laughs> of course, there's a residual damage from the broken toes. Yeah, the worst one different. I ever had was our one Percheron was about 18 hands and had the feet of the size of a pie plate and they weighed about 50 pounds each. And uh, he, he came, we were in the barn and he spooked at something and I don't, it was a bank barn so it's fairly low ceilings even for a big guy like that. And he spooked at something, I don't know what it was, and he stomped my foot. That thing was so black and blue, that was the most black and blue my foot has ever been. Because uh, he got it right on the top where it really hurts right on the top of your foot. <laughs> Uh, not much fun. Yeah, when they drop their foot and they, they catch you right with the sharp part of the toe, right uh, where the uh, where the horseshoe is. Yes. That Yeah, that's the real damage there. And, and you know, it, it is true that you do get that sixth sense, but I my, my last one, and I just had to have surgery to correct it, the horse not only hit me with the foot, but then instead of just backing off of my foot, my stallion put his weight on it and then turned. Oh! Did that, just did ground that it in like a little... Yeah. <laughs> Like a little piece of pepper just <laughs> sort of crunched it into little pieces. And oh. Yeah, so that, but that wasn't my big episode, actually, Glenn. What well, was? You have a better one than that? <laughs> I, yeah. Better than your foot being turned to pulp? Well, <laughs> By the we, way, if you're squeamish, today's show is not for you because we're going to be talking about injuries. We have a whole bunch of guests coming up, and uh, we're going to be finding out how horse husbands get beat up by our wives' horses. So, Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, the, the horse wives, I think most of them got into horses when they were young because I listen to my wife talk about falling off a horse like daily where she would be jumping and the yeah. horse would refuse yep. and then off they'd come and they'd just get back, <laughs> get back on again. again. Yep. And so they, they learn all of this sixth sense stuff while they're young and they can heal. But if you're like me and you get involved with a horse person and you're, you know, in your mid thirties, that healing learning part is, is a lot more dangerous. And, and to that point I had invented, I think it was one of the fencing products. We were maybe a couple of years into being married. And we had an Andalusian stallion. We were doing breeding at the time. And we had a show to go to. And so the last thing before we were to get into the truck to go to the show was to take the horse out, do a live cover. Okay, fine. So I'm holding on to the mare, and, and that's good. And the stallion's doing his thing. And I noticed he starts to slip off. And, of course, you know, being a guy, you want to sort of help out. And so I reached around the mare, and I grabbed a hold of his front foot, which brought me a lot closer to the front of the chest of the stallion and he decided to reposition himself and i caught his foot right square in the face oh wow and i woke up about 10 feet away from the horse and immediately had to go the, the pardon me when was this this was 18 years ago oh okay <laughs> and so there, you know, the, the problem was, you know, we had the show to go to. So we went to the emergency room and got, we all stitched up and I kind of rearranged my mustache a little bit. And for three days at the show, I couldn't talk. <laughs> Where, well, your head must've been ringing for three days. <laughs> you know, you can laugh about these things now, but boy, at the time it was, it, you know, it's just one of those things that, that as a horse husband, you know, from neck injuries to rib injuries, to, to face injuries, to you name it. Um, it, it is, it is a heck of a learning process. And right now, as we speak, I have a big knot on the top of my head from a tooth and a big uh, scar on the front of my nose from a cheek where I was trying to pull a, uh, an Azteca that we have from being cast. 
And oh, she that's somehow, so dangerous. We've talked about that before, and I've had to do that. So it's dangerous. Yeah, and this horse had gotten all four of its legs underneath a pipe panel, and the post was in the middle between the legs. Oh. So she she couldn't possibly get up. She's sixteen hundred pounds, and I'm pulling on her head, and I got the fronts around finally, and Were then you she. Alone? Yeah, I was alone. Oh, oh. And she she pulled forward with her head and pulled me towards her, which threw me off balance. And then she threw her head back to try to oh. you know lift herself up. And her, I don't know how you can have the top of your head and the front of your face hit at the same time, but I managed. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so when I wrote to you about doing this week's episode, it was with that in mind, is you and your ribs and, <laughs> me and my, my damaged self here. <laughs> now, I didn't break my ribs, though, doing horses, so I can't. I can't really claim that. Oh, I thought it was something to do with a... No, it was a stupid accident. I actually was nowhere near a horse. Oh, well, I'm glad to hear that. I can't even claim that one as a horse injury. It was not. It would have been a better story because it was a really stupid story, which the listeners have heard, and I'm not going to bore them with again. But it was not. (laughs) I wish. I wish. You know, I've never, knock on wood, had a broken bone from a horse. Now, my wife, about 85 of them. But... um, uh, and most of the time, working with them on the ground, it's not wrong. Oh. You know, it's yeah. just stupid stuff that happens on the ground. And we've all, of course, if you've been with horses a long time, as you said, you're going to have the the foot thing. Your foot's going to have been purple at times, or and you're going to have been kicked at least once. Now, not most of us in the face there, Joseph. So, no. Yeah. And I, I thought I was going to have to buy steel-toed boots. I, I seem to have such a problem. You know, but... and there's an argument about that not to do that. Yes, because. Yes. Because of them stomping on it so hard that it crushes, it just cuts your toes off. Or you just, then you just don't learn, you know? I mean, it it only takes three or four or five or eight or 12 hits before you suddenly realize that where you're in the proximity of that foot and there's a movement... Get out of the way. That's a good. That's a good question of the day. Steel-toed shoes or not? Because I, Jennifer, was always under the impression that you don't do steel-toed shoes because if it comes down so hard, it just pushes the metal and cuts your toes off. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how hard a steel-toed shoe would have to do that. I don't know what the force would. It's a good question though, Joseph. It's a good topic that we've never talked about. No. Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. And, and most of the riders. I mean, I. I, I hear about now with eventing where they've got that, that vest that magically yes. explodes or implodes. And it, it and saved a lot of people a lot of ribs. A lot of ribs. <laughs> lot and, of ribs. and I was before that time, so when I got my ribs broken from coming off a horse, I, I thought, man, that would be a really good idea. And then somebody went and developed it. Well, they did, and it, it works. Now, uh, it took a long time to get it right and approved. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, we're going to have some guests coming up here. We have a couple auditors that have some stories to tell. And, of course, all the guys here, the husbands. And then you have a guy coming on later, right? Uh, That's right. Ellie's yeah, coming I on. I do. friend of mine. Yep. Kelly Itzen from uh, Brookings. Uh-huh. So, so that should be interesting to see what he has to say. We're going to hear all these stories. And I have a couple that were posted by wives on our auditor page, too, that I'll tell you about as we go okay. on. But first, uh-huh. we have to hear about, about the Flex and Fork and the Shake and Fork. What's going on over there? Well, today I thought I'd talk a bit about the shaken fork, which, as you know, is our powered manure fork. And uh, a lot of your listeners probably still think that this is a gimmick, which is something that, you know, should be on a late night show like the windshield wonder or pocket fisherman. But I talk to customers every single day, and I can assure you that this is not the case. Um, most powered manure fork users are those that have been cleaning for a whole lot of years, and they wouldn't stand for something that was a gimmick. They found that the wear and tear of their joints and muscles begins to add up, and they finally look to us for a remedy. 
Um, as you know, Glenn, the shaken fork is exactly what the name implies. It's a motorized basket that sifts the shavings from the manure. And you squeeze a trigger and the tines move up and down while you just hold the handle. And you don't have to use your muscles at all. You just pick up the basket and seconds later, uh, with virtually no movement, the manure is separated. If manually shaking manure fork is your idea of exercise, then our flexin fork is perfect. It's the best manual manure fork on the market. But if you want a real treat, something that will save you time, money, and effort, plus your joints, then buy one of our shaken fork and you'll wonder why you ever clean stalls without it. I, I hear that from people constantly that they might have one shaken fork that's down because their batteries are dead and that's when they buy a second one because once you start using a powered manure fork sifter, you can't go back to doing it by hand. You wonder why you ever did. So that's at equitymfg.com, E-Q-U-I-T-E-E-M-F-G.com. That's absolutely true. Five or six years we've had ours and we're still on the first one. You know, yep, battery yep. still charges. Now, my phone battery dies after two years. I don't know what you do with your batteries, but our phone battery doesn't last that long. Yeah, they're really robust. They have very good electronics, good batteries, good Well, can you please gear, send your battery uh, patent or uh, plan over to <laughs> Apple and tell them that they need to use your batteries? Because apparently theirs is not as good. No, so. no. But I got to give them credit. Theirs lasts for 24 hours and ours lasts for, you know. 20 stalls, so a little different. Yeah, a little difference. But then yours is using more power, too, so I'm going to yeah. give you that one. <laughs> Correct. All right, let's go to our first guest coming up here. We have Auditor Matt Hagee, who's going to tell us he's a horse husband. I think he's a horse guy, too, now. He's like me. He's kind of become a horse guy. Uh, but he's going to tell us what what uh, what he went through. Good morning, Matt. Good morning. How is everybody? Oh, we're doing fine here. We're all sharing our, our trials and tribulations um, concerning being horse husbands, particularly in the formulative years when it, it seems like we have the uh, learning process, it, it only happens by uh, actually being demonstrated on rather than being told. Yeah, that it does very often. So how, how long have you been married? Tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. So we actually just got married back in October, so it hasn't been that long. Uh-huh. But we were together for six years before we got married. So how many horses? How many horses do you have in your in your barn? There? So we have eight at the farm. Six of them are ours, and then two are my parents. And are these these full size horses, minis? They're all full size, and they range from Kentucky Mountain Horse, Appaloosa, Arabians. We have a little bit of everything around. Ah, and. What is your background? Were you a horse person before you were married? I was. I actually bought my horse before she even bought her first one. Uh-huh. I actually grew up going to my cousin's farm, and I was put on a mule probably when I was two. Uh huh. So I started out wanting animals early. So what was it about uh, becoming a horse husband that, that got you exposed to, to you know the more interesting side of being married learning i was always gonna be wrong no matter what even if i was right i'm always wrong it just depends upon your perspective i suppose yeah i guess you could think about it like that (laughs) so let's see you've had some sort of a uh, learning experience here maybe you could tell us a little bit about it so i went out to do the feeding in the morning 
and her horse has some issues with feeding. And I made the mistake when he went to go after someone else's food to try and get him away uh-huh. without using a lunge whip or anything like that. As soon as I saw him start to kick, I tried to move. I got both feet right to the groin and leg. Wow. Twice. That's not a laughing matter. I was laying in the pasture crying. (laughs) I bet you were. Yay. (laughs) And that's not the first time he's done that to me. I'm just bent over here thinking about it, actually. (laughs) And is this... uh... Is this, uh, this uh, your, your wife was able to come to your rescue? I'm hoping this was in the first year of your marriage. I mean, you, you know, it's in that in that critical period. Well, she was actually inside on a conference call for work for a board meeting, and I call her crying, and I was like, "I need your help," and she had to come <laughs> drag me out of the pasture. My grapes have been squished. <laughs> That's pretty much what I said when I could talk. <laughs> How long did that recovery take, by the way? And did it require a cast? I So I am still feeling it, and that was over a week ago. Oh, this is recent. Oh, wow. The most recent one was a week ago. Yeah. So you've gotten me before. Uh, so what is it? He just has that target down. Oh, yeah. With yeah. me, it's always dead on and the last time it was my belt buckle and my right thigh and this time it was my groin and my right thigh he's uh he's getting better at it he's he's able to really zero in on the you know the sensitive spots i'm worried next time both are going to be on target (laughs) (laughs) better start start wearing a cup when you go out do you guys want to have kids or are you trying to get out of that That's what the doctor laughed about when I was talking to the doctor. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> uh, it's really not funny. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's funny. not. But you have to laugh about it. <laughs> uh, so, so tell me what I mean. What have you learned from this? What's the takeaway here? Do not try and get between a food aggressive horse and someone else's food. Otherwise, you're gonna learn a horrible lesson. Which is why he now gets fed in a feed bag. Yeah, boy, that's when you learn those lessons, too, is when you get in the way of the food. And, you know, it's a guy, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know what happens when you get in the way of our food. You get upset. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. you got to stay away between a a mare and a foal, too. You got to have that sense of, of, once again, I talk about that horse sense that you don't initially have, but you're going to get it. Either the easy way or the hard way. Now, so you See, said I that got, you, I got lucky with my marinfold. You said the doc, I got to go back to this because I'm not done with this yet. Uh, you said <laughs> you said the doctor. So you did go to the doctor. I actually did a uh, video chat with the doctor because I couldn't even get off the couch. And wow. what the, I got to know because it's only guys. We picked all the women out. What exactly did he say oh, after he stopped laughing? So he was like, "Can you?" feel everything is there any blood can you walk and i was like i can walk everything's still intact and he was like do you want to not have kids because if you keep getting hit like this you're not going to (laughs) i'm gonna just say this maybe you should store some up for the future just in case you know like free some because it might be a good idea in your case (laughs) 
I know this isn't funny, but it's funny. I'm sorry, Matt. Oh, I have to laugh about it. Otherwise, it's just painful. (laughs) So how long did it take? How many days? I could, I was back to walking normal two after. And I mean, just going to the bathroom hurt for three or four. Oh, God. And we're not even talking about trying to ride. Yeah, no, no. No. Sitting was a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even on a comfy couch. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, my God. Well, uh, that you you probably are going to win today's stories, actually. <laughs> I think you win the prize. I think we can just give him the prize right now. <laughs> I think uh, whatever. I don't know what the prize is, but you win because uh, God, Matt. Well, Matt, uh, I encourage you not to do that again. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> I think you That's only get so, you're on number two now of really good ones, right? Number yeah. two. Yep. Yeah, and I think three is not a magic number in this case. I think it's a bad thing. So uh, let's not go for three. Let's um, and let's get to having those children now while you still can. Okay. Um. Yeah, that'll come. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I remember in my early earlier horse uh, time that I was told that the closer you stand to a horse, the less a kick is going to hurt. But I don't know if it would apply in this case. Oh yeah, I don't know. No, no, it would not have. No, no. <laughs> the first time, the first time he was closer and it hurt less. How about a suit of armor? Can I send you one? We'll have one made for you, and you only need the bottom yeah. apparently. So <laughs> there's that. Well, I can go to medieval times and get one. Yeah, chastity yeah. belt. Maybe that'll work. A steel one. We can send one of those over. <laughs> it's, it's it's kind of a bad sign, but hopefully this is uh, this will be the last one. Yes, we're thinking good thoughts for you, Matt. Really. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. I told you, ladies, you shouldn't listen today, and now you're saying, "Oh, I shouldn't have listened today." See, I told them, Matt, and they never listened to me. But now maybe they won't listen anymore. That's Thank right. you for they joining us. Good them. luck to you and Beth. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. All right, Matt wins the award today. <laughs> I, I have I have not been kicked in the grapes. Uh, that would be excruciating. We should just end the show here, because I don't know that it's going to get any better than that. Although I do have a story here, and I'm not going to say who it was from. So it was one of our auditors, and she writes, So my husband is horsey, but my brother-in-law is not. More computer and car guy. The weekend of our wedding, he came up to visit and also was performing our ceremony. The day of the wedding, I got a call that the two idiots, meaning the two brothers, her her future spouse and the brother-in-law, are on their way but are running late because my husband dropped our manure spreader on his brother's thumb. Ouch. By the time they got to the wedding, his poor thumb was twice the size and purple. The ceremony went well, and he drank a lot of beer that night. (laughs) So there you go. (laughs) Leave it to the brothers. You married him. Uh, yeah, I guess so. So uh, I, I'm sure that, that, yeah, he must have had a black and blue nail and everything else that goes along yeah, with that. Yeah, I think probably it fell off eventually, I bet. Uh, <laughs> so, all right, let's call our next guest. Um, we're, drink beer, I suppose. Yeah, well, it, you know, that cures everything, really. Or it causes things like this to happen, one or the other. It's going to do one of two things. All right, let's call our next guest. We have auditor. We have a husband of an auditor by the name of Dale Rhodes coming up. Dale, uh, how are you tonight? 
I am just wonderful tonight in sunny Florida. Thank you so much for for joining us. You know, today's show is all about us horse husbands getting hurt at the expense of our wives' horses. And uh, I heard that you might have had one of those recent. Was it recently? It was uh, about a year or so ago. All right. So now tell me how long you've been married. Uh, 43 years. Holy cow. And you, okay, you win the record for that too. So now we call him Saint Dale. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's been hurt a lot. Um, So 43 years, were you horsey to begin with or are you married into this whole thing? No. No. No, we married into it and it was kind of a surprise. You know, she started taking lessons after her kids left home. And then she said, well, will you take lessons if I really like it? And absentmindedly, I said, okay. So about a year after that, she said, okay, now your turn. So I had like three or four lessons and and then she bought a horse. Ah, okay. (laughs) And then we bought a farm and I bought a horse and her first ride on the property uh, with my new horse, um, he decided to take off running after we had been walking just fine. He took off running and when I tried to stop him before he hit an electric fence, he didn't stop. He planted a right foot and turned left immediately. And I went right over. I'm six foot one. I'm not a little bitty guy. So I landed very hard. Um, and I knocked the wind out of myself and I had done that many years ago, playing football in high school. I mean, it's happened. I know the process. You just got to wait a second for your air to come back. And she's, 15 feet or 20 feet away from me yelling, are you okay? And I can't talk because I can't right. breathe. <laughs> <laughs> I had the same thing with my wife when I broke my ribs in the same sort of uh, situation. I had the same thing six weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And no matter who's yelling at you, it still sucks really bad because you can't breathe. You're hurt. You, you know kind of what happened. You don't know how bad it is, but you still can't breathe. No, I, I was waving and waving. So you were one year into this, and you got a, a, a personally painful look at the darker side of being oh, a horse husband. <laughs> at least. And it, I mean, the horse took off running, and he's doing circles because he's upset too. And she jumps off, and I, my right arm wouldn't work because I had broken four ribs. Oh, um, my. Um, in, the, in the back. And I, they told me at the hospital when I went, they said, oh, no, you just bruised everything. It'll be okay. And my right arm still didn't work. And when I lay down, I could feel everything clicking. Yeah. It's like something is wrong. And so I went to an orthopedic surgeon and he said, I can't read x-rays, but even I can see this, read this. And he showed me. And I said, I got to take a picture of this because she'll never believe me now. <laughs> but I did go back to work before I even found out they were broken. And it was just doing everything with one hand, and it, it pretty a, much it's a long. It's a, ribs are a long process. Yeah, they are. I mean, I'm six weeks, and mine are just getting better now. I only broke two. You had three. Were yours in the front or back? Mine were in the back. Yeah, mine were too. And they say back ones are tougher. And it was hard. It was hard to sleep. It was hard to sit. You, you can't just couldn't lay down. I I slept for I think two months in a recliner. That's what I did. That's the only way I could do it. I couldn't sleep in the bed. <laughs> you can't you can't lay down because nope. your back is swollen, and you can't see back there, so you don't know how bad, but you can feel something's not right. And you can't lay on your side, and even laying no, on your back's you hard. <laughs> like, you can't. You just you just have to kind of re- recline a little bit and 
do what you can. Yeah, it gets better, but boy, I sneezed after the second day. I don't know if you had that experience. Uh, I literally cried. I I was crying. Or or a cough. Or a cough, or just to stand up to go to the bathroom hurt so bad. I mean, you almost wait until it's too late because you know it's going to hurt so bad. You just, and you just power through, but. So I, the thing that I'm curious about is, is of course, when I fell off and did that and my wife's yelling and then she's running out of the pasture and then she's crying because I'm still unable to function. What was the response to your, of your wife at that point? Are you okay? Are you going to be okay? I said, well, I don't know. But I'm, I know the wind's knocked out of me and my arm doesn't work. And she had to unsaddle both the horses and put everything away. And she's just a small woman. And I have a, a fairly large horse. He's 16.3. So she's trying to pull things down and they almost fall on her head. <laughs> of course, everybody's in a panic at that point. So <laughs> Yeah, and the horses are upset because they know something's wrong. They just don't understand what. And she knows I'm hurt and she's upset and I can't breathe or hardly move. So, And then our son, who had been in the Army, said one of his friends fell off of a jump tower and died because he didn't tell anybody You know, he felt he was hurt. So I was like, okay, I'll go to the doctor then and check. <laughs> and, you know, so, the story doesn't end there because eventually you're going to have to get back on that horse. Right. And, and that, that took me about, oh, three months, I think, before I got back on. Yeah. Because I had to be able to lift the saddle up, you know, high. And, it, and then the emotional part of it, you know, is, is like, oh, man, the last time I did this, I fell off and got hurt. And the horses don't seem to have any problem putting you into that same spot again. Right. It's like, man, I'm a horse. I can do what I want. They can't do anything to me. You know, I'm, I'm 10 times their size. Oh God. (laughs) I mean, I'm not, we can all laugh. We've all had the ribs. So we're allowed to laugh. Oh Uh, yeah. As long as we're hugging a pillow. They're not a joking matter. You know, they said hug a pillow. That doesn't work when it's your back ribs. It only works for the front. Yeah, it only works for the front. I tried that. Everybody kept saying hugging a pillow. And when I hug a pillow, it hurt like hell. So uh, <laughs> You don't want to hug yeah, anything. You don't want to move. You don't want to try to stretch. Right. Oh, stretching. No, that's not good. Uh, anyway, well, I'm, you're all good now. And have no incidents since then, knock on wood? No, 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 no knock at all. Knock on wood. Good. Let's keep we've it been that very way. lucky and fortunate. Yeah, we've yes. been talking about getting our feet stomped. Uh, our last guest had uh, gotten knocked in the nether regions uh, really good twice to the point where he can walk for days. So, uh, I hear so many stories of people getting kicked and, and hit and knocked into fences, and I'm lucky I haven't had that. He's just smarter yet. than us, Glenn. I mean, here, here it is 20 years. I don't know how many years you're 30 years into it. And you're still getting hurt. Yeah, I know. Why? <laughs> I don't know what my problem is. I think I'm just going to leave my wife. I think that. I think I'll just do something safe like fly a helicopter. Fly helicopters. Yeah, Joseph, that was a wise choice. Like, like horses weren't dangerous enough. Let's just go fly a helicopter. Uh, thank you, Dale. <laughs> thank you very much. All you right, take care. Day. Dale. Well, hello, Kelly Itzen uh, from Brookings, Oregon. Um, Kelly and Deborah Itzen are friends of ours from nearby, and uh, they're from the home of tsunamis and wildfires. Um, they have a farm where they raise and tra- train Iberian horses, such as Andalusians and Lusitanos. And uh, like so many horse husbands, Kelly's introduction to horses was a bit bumpy. And uh, 
Hello, Kelly. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey, Joseph. Um, I'm 66 years old. I'm I'm retired and a uh, retired farmer. Uh, farmed Easter lilies for 35 years here in Brookings, and uh, and now just have retired to do the ranch work around, you know, with my wife, uh, with the remaining horses that we have, and uh, um, so that's basically basically my story. Uh, I'm a musician. I play bass guitar, and uh, and that's how I met my wife back in uh, back in 19, I believe it was 1970. Uh, she Wait was a minute. So California. the musician really does get the girl. I think so. Ah, I knew I did something wrong. <laughs> she was up visiting uh, over in Talent, uh, her her stepmother, and her stepmother just happened to be a friend of mine. And uh, so anyway, I, I met Deborah, and we fell in love. And and she had a horse by the name of Nikki. And uh, uh, shortly after that, I think the next summer, I I took a vacation and went down to uh, to stay with Debbie and her family down in Los Gatos, California, and. Uh, she was in her senior year of high school and she was at school one day and I decided to, uh, to get on her horse and, and take the, the regular trail that we took, that she took. Uh, and he was a horse that would run away with you. And he ran away with many, many people, uh, a lot of my friends <laughs> and, uh, he would just kind of blank out and just start running just to fast. So you said, and, That's uh, the horse for me. <laughs> yeah. So he did that to me that day and we were on top of a ridge and, uh, he took off and went down the, the hill where they normally went home. And, and it was a, uh, an old apple orchard and I could see the limbs coming and I knew if I stayed on, I'd get whacked. And, and so I, I bailed off and, uh, rolled down the hill and, uh, blacked out of course and came to and, my neck kind of hurt, so, but I, I got up and there was no horse around, so I walked back to the barn, to their house, where the, the little barn, little paddock, and the horse was there. Nikki was there, and uh, I put him up and and uh, went to the house, and Debbie came home from school, to make long story short, and uh, my neck really hurt that night. We put, we put Ben Gay on it, and... <laughs> <laughs> kind of massaged it and tried to make it feel better, but it was pretty bad. So went to her family doctor the next day and, uh, he sent me directly to Los Gatos community hospital where I was instantly put into traction for a week and, and had a fusion done, which. So you broke your then, neck. That was, you yeah, broke, broke your my neck. neck. Okay, you neck. win. With, you win. The guy getting kicked in the a, balls has nothing on you. You win. <laughs> came within a quarter of an inch of being, uh, being, uh, you know, paralyzed. And uh, oh my god, oh my god. So back then, fusions were really new, and uh, there was only two teams of doctors in the country that really were versed in in neck fusions, and one of them just happened to be in the area. So. Uh, I got that team of doctors, and and they did uh, did a, a fusion, a C5, C6, I think it was, and uh, and so anyway, that's my story. I it actually kept me out of the draft. My number was my number was uh, approaching really fast. It was 300 and something. I can't remember what. 
exactly it was, but uh, we were discussing, you know, any options that we had back then as far as uh, being drafted to Vietnam. And and so I was instantly classified 4F and couldn't be drafted. So, So that's the bright side of it. So it kept you out of the war? Get me out of the war. Yeah, you had to break yeah. your neck to get out of the war. You could have just like had flat feet or something. <laughs> or gone to Canada. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean you didn't yeah. have to break your yeah. neck. <laughs> yeah, that was an option back then, going to Canada. Yeah. But uh, how long was I the probably recovery on that? Uh I was in the hospital for two weeks. A week in traction before surgery, and a week after in traction <clears throat> after surgery. In um, and I think I wore that neck brace for six months. I, I can't really remember, but <clears throat> six months, I think. And uh, it it fused nicely, and uh, you know we moved on, and we we got married shortly after, and moved back up to Brookings, and uh, and uh, lived happily ever after. <laughs> wow. And I, you know, I, I don't know if you know, Glenn uh, loves to drive horses. Uh, he has a pony oh, yeah. that he drives with a cart. And, and of course, you love to drive as well. What do you and drive? A lot of people. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, what do you drive? Well, we, we bred Frisian horses oh, yeah. for about for about 10 years. And oh, wow. we had, had a pair of star Frisian geldings. And uh, they were like a perfect matched pair of geldings. Oh, and, they must uh, have been fun to drive. Oh yeah, a real handful. Yep. Uh, we drove drove them in a pair, and we drove them. Actually, we we drove tandem too, which is a real challenge. Yeah, uh, that is a challenge. Uh, and for those that don't explain but, that to somebody that has no idea what tandem is. Tandem is uh, one horse in front of the other, and of course the the rear horse, the wheeler horse, has shafts, you know, from the carriage to c- kind of help control him. But the front horse just has uh, leather traces that go from his uh, saddle back to the wheeler horse. And so you have to have good communication with that front horse um, as far as steering and uh, stops, you know. And so that's what that's all about is is communicating with that horse. The, the wheeler horse is a piece of cake, but the leader horse, um, is the challenge. Yeah, because so if we, he decides we were, to go left, uh, make a hard left, everything goes wrong. So, Oh, yeah. it can go wrong real quick. <laughs> yeah. um, we were, I think we were in control 80% of the time and out of control 20%. I have uh, well, that was ha- I have hackney ponies, and so uh, I understand they kind of have the same mentality as the Frisians. You know, they're uh-huh. they're kind yeah. of like hot, so it's uh, pretty li- yeah, pretty lively, pretty lively. Yeah, only yeah. mine are much smaller. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. The, the nice part of it is, is your your first introduction was to a runaway. So you know, when your Frisians would stop listening, you were just like calmly there. It's like I'm not going to break my neck. <laughs> what can happen? Yeah, I I don't know why, but I was very lucky driving we driving horses. We we never had an accident. We never had a horse run away, and I hitched up many times uh, myself without Deborah around. Uh, single and pair, and uh, and you know it can go wrong real quick. So uh, I thank thank my lucky stars that uh, that it was it was always uh, a pleasurable experience. You know it was it was great fun. Wow, 
And and our, our our prior guest, he only had to go through one experience like that, and and uh, then then he was he, he was a lot more aware after that. Unlike myself, who seems to keep having issues. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and how in your case was it just one bad one, and then from then on you've been kind of kind of on the blessed side of being a horse husband. Uh, the 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 if you're talking about the neck fusion again, uh, I it, it eventually affected the next disc up and i i which is common when when you fuse it'll affect it'll wear out the next disc up or down and in my case it was up and uh so i had to have another fusion by uh, dr bobeck over in medford uh, in 2009 and uh and so that, that really helped me a lot. I was having a lot of pain down my arms and uh, shoulders, and and whenever whenever I turned my neck, it was just excruciating pain. So um, I had that done, and and I I'm good to go except for my back. My back is so old, you, that's me. another subject. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness me! So you you and uh, and Deborah still have horses over there now, though you're still. We do, we do. We have, uh, we're down to seven, and we'd like to get down to, you know, just a couple riding horses, maybe one uh, retired horse. Uh, we just sold our last mare uh, about a week ago, and so I think our breeding days are over, and uh, and we just want to settle in and, and have a couple uh, trail horses and just enjoy the horses without all the, you know, the numbers and the the pressure of the money going out and uh, it, it's expensive owning horses. So as you know, Joseph, uh, <laughs> you guys both know. So, uh, and so and yeah, most of, most of the listeners, all the women there, that this is kind of an ongoing, ongoing theme that we have here is, is the cost, not only financially, but you know, today with injuries and, and uh, just the emotional commitment. And that's kind of what the horse husband episode is, is all about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, it's it's always given us, um, so, you know, something extra to do, to concentrate on, to to enjoy, you know. So it's always been pretty much always been a positive thing, and it, and it still is. But these days, I figure it costs one hundred and twenty five dollars a month per horse uh, to to keep a horse if nothing re- really drastic goes wrong. That's just feed and farrier and uh, grain or whatever and uh and so it it is expensive so it's a consideration these days so yeah well we're glad you're you're okay now and you win you win whatever the prize is tonight for for uh, you you went all the way to breaking your neck so um we're just gonna have to give it to you (laughs) and you told the story so well yes it was well told (laughs) all to get out of going to vietnam which you know what probably was worth it so there you go um there you go (laughs) thank you eli we appreciate you being on thank you very much kelly all right, take care. Okay, you guys. All right. My Talk pleasure. Bye-bye. Well, there you go. There's our stories of the day. Wow, this was fun, actually. <laughs> Why? In a sick sort of way. Uh, 
<laughs> well, good idea, uh, Joseph. We'll have to do this. We'll have to revisit this again in a year or so and uh, see see what other stories we can come up with. And let's hope that you and I don't have any new ones. Let's not add oh, to no. it. No. I, mine, mine, there's just too, too many uh, came too soon in the first of the year. And, yep. Um, so now <laughs> I'll, I'll just have to get my, my horse sense back about me again. <laughs> Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you for being here in another Horse Husbands episode. If you want a shake and fork or a flex and fork, where do they go? Go to equitymfg.com, E-Q-U-I-T-E-E-M-F-G.com. Equitymfg.com is where you'll find those, and all the hosts here on Horse Radio Network use them and swear by them. So if you believe in us, you gotta buy, you got to get one of these forks. You just have to. Uh, we also want to make sure that you can you can you can actually go if you're a guy you can go listen to all the past episodes of the horse husband uh, episode once a month go to horsesinthemorning.com search for horse husband and it'll come up and you'll see all the past episodes in there uh, we will be back let me think about this we are not going to be here tomorrow we have a best of for you because we are headed to the American Equestrian Trade Association trade show in Philadelphia oh you lucky guy like we do twice a year Jennifer is in heaven every time we do this I have yeah. to work I'm actually trying to find sponsors she's shopping so um so we will be having monday for you we will be having a product episode like we do twice a year from ada we'll record it there we'll have like 10 new products that we found you will be the first one to hear about these products before they hit the stores nobody will have heard about them they will not have been written about you get them here first we are the official radio network of ada for for this will be our 16th time there believe it or not. Uh, so uh, we're happy to go back, and it looks like it's not going to be snowing on us in Philadelphia like it usually does. So I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, and if you, see, if you see some poor vendor there with a fat lip trying to cover it with a mustache, you know, take some pity on yes. him. <laughs> He's a horse husband. That's right. He's a horse husband. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody. We really appreciate it. We'll see you all here for Best of Tomorrow, and then on Monday with our product episode. Have a great day. Don't forget spay, neuter, and geld.